praise the Lord. God is good to us all the time. Praise his wonderful name. Glad to be in church. Anybody glad to be in church? Glad to feel the Spirit of the Lord. Anybody glad to feel the Spirit of the Lord? I think Sister Sharon walked in this morning, and I think she felt the Spirit of the Lord here. I could see it on her face. She had a little smile. Whoo, hallelujah. I'm glad to be in church. God is so good. Hallelujah. Here's the scripture that I want us to consider today. 2 Kings 13 and verse 14. A little bit of a lengthy reading, but I'll rush through here. Now Elijah, Elijah was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. And Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bows, or take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow, and put, and he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it, and Elisha said, Shoot, and he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou hast consumed them. Do you, do you feel the, the energy in, in, in the prophets? Here he is almost dead. Or maybe he was already dead. We don't know. And he, he arose, maybe, even possibly, to speak these words. Possibly. And take the arrows. Mm. And he said, take the arrows. And he took them, and he said unto the king, smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed and the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times, then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it, whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Jesus, we love and praise you today and thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. Thank you, God, today for already speaking a message to us through our pastor. Thank you, Jesus, for our wonderful man of God and his wife. We ask you to bless them and keep them, oh God, today. Touch every soul in this service, God, today. Let us get something. Let us take something from this service and take it away and use it. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Arrows. Arrows. So, here he is. He's on his deathbed. And the king comes to him, begins to weep over his face. Now, in those times and in biblical times, we don't see it very much anymore, I don't think. The, the inheritance just comes after. But the man of God usually always, or a patriarch or the dad, they would pass down things. So if somebody's about ready to die, you're there like this man was, and he should have been very, very ready to receive 
something from God, not an inheritance from the preacher, but something from God. There was about ready to be something dished out that was going to be powerful, that was going to be wonderful, that was going to be life-changing. And the man of God says, take the bow and shoot an arrow out the window. And I mean, he was excited. He was on fire. He, it was electric. And, and he does it. And then he proclaims. He prophesied, this is what's going to happen. And you're absolutely going to decimate your enemy. And he says, take arrows, beat the ground. Little patty cake for Jesus. Pastor Herring, I'm so glad you said what you said this morning already. Praise the Lord. Lethargic, indifferent, asleep. I don't know why he even came. Because he didn't have any gusto. <laughs> he didn't have any pep. He just went. And the man of God was angry. Wow, wow. What do you come to church to do? <laughs> I've come to praise him. I'm telling you, that's why we come to church to worship, to praise, to pray, to love him, to make him bigger to us. That's why we're here, to praise him, to praise him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Words, arrows are words. And like to talk about arrows. First arrow I want to talk about is our arrow, what we can do. Genesis 29 and 35. First time the word praise is mentioned in the Bible. It is the word yada. I was on a search for another word and this word popped out at me first as I was searching. Went to it. And she conceived again, bare a son. She said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. So being the, the guy who loves to look at words and find definitions that I was, I know that there are several variations of praise in the Bible. I didn't really expect to see what I saw, but the very first definition of the word praise here is to throw, shoot, cast. And then you read on down the next very next line, it says to shoot arrows. So the prophet was saying to the man, when you beat those arrows on the ground, there's something happening in the spirit. If you'll do it with your fervor, if you'll do it with your might, if you'll do it with everything you have, then God is going to win. You're not just going to have a few victories, but you're going to win the fight. You're going to decimate the enemy that's trying to mess with you. And make no mistake, the enemy speaks. 
Oh, yeah, he speaks. So what can we do? We can praise him. <laughs> Knowing that there are arrows flying into the enemy's camp. You understand praise is twofold, maybe more fold than that, but for this message, twofold. It is we are giving glory to God because he is worthy. We're speaking of his greatness, his goodness, his mercy. He saved us. He delivered us. But understand also while you're praising, God is letting some stuff fly into the enemy's camp. Oh, you will feel the, the things that hell is meant to come at you sometimes because we decide, Brother Carlos, to praise. That brother there has made, has made his little place at work, that room, he big old steel room with gauges and pumps. That is his praise place. I don't think the devil even wants to walk in that room, bro. <laughs> That's praise headquarters for Brother Carlos. Praise the Lord. What can we do? We can praise him knowing that the arrows are flying into the enemy's camp. Sickness is being defeated and discouragement is being rectified. Problems are being solved and pressures are being lessened. Joy is being released and victory is had. Hope is gained and future is brightened. Confusions are melting away. Life is sweeter and Jesus just gets a little bit richer. That's what happens when we praise and send out our arrows in praise to God. Stacy, you say, uh, you might say, I feel dead. I feel numb. I like it's over. And I want to say very respectfully, not at you, but to the enemy. You're a liar, devil. It's not over. If people can just get it in their mind, the answer is praise. The answer is praise. There is hope in praise. Mark it down. Hallelujah. Though, when we send, uh, we, uh, well, let's see here. I'm on the wrong line here. All right. Praise the Lord. Jesus, you are good. Hallelujah. I'm going to skip that part for lack, lack of time here. For sake of time. How about that? That was a better way to say that. Praise the Lord. Secondly, secondly, the arrows of the enemy. Ephesians 6, 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Make no mistake, it takes faith to praise him. Make no mistake, it takes, it takes real faith sometimes to praise the Lord. Sister Herring, sometimes it takes real faith. You don't feel good in your body. You feel rotten, and you just say, you know what? I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to give God praise. He's always worthy. He's always deserving of the glory. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Jesus, you are good. The arrows of the enemy are very real. It's the arrows that land in our mind that are most prevalent. But sometimes there are others. 
that come through the voice of people, maybe. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Hallelujah. I don't think people always mean wrong. I know the devil always means wrong through their words. But I don't think people always mean. We're not fighting against people. We're just fighting against hell. Hallelujah. And it's his mouth. Make no mistake. I'm not talking about something that he can necessarily do to us. Although I, I think that can happen if the Lord allows that. But it's his mouth normally that we're dealing with. Praise God. Zanacharib, <laughs> he sent out a lot of stuff the way of the Israelites and with Hezekiah in mind trying to uh, cause the Israelites to lose hope in their leader, to lose hope in their God. He began to say things like, you know, don't, don't let Hezekiah think, let you make you think that, that the Lord can save you. And I like the responses of Hezekiah, though, because he just took it, even though it was a very frightful moment in a very frightful time. They were besieged. They were literally dying within walls. And here's this army out there. About 185,000 of them. <laughs> Crispy critters later on. But so anyway, praise the Lord, I just blew the story. Um, but uh, so, so he's chirping, and Hezekiah is responding right. And, um, and so God sends, I don't know, I think, I think it was the angel of the Lord that came down. Because whenever you find, it seems like there, there's a theme that when you find in the Scripture sometimes that, that God comes down himself, obviously the ultimate of that was Calvary. And and his and his virgin, the virgin birth, uh, but um, I think I think personally I think it was God took on a theophany, an angel, and as the Bible said, he he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and came down and took care of that hundred eighty five thousand Assyrians. I think God did it. I think God did it. <laughs> it was God one way or the other, but I think he took it personal. Hallelujah. I like to think that anyway. It's not Bible, but I think that. There you go. There you go. Bishop has the answer. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. David in the Psalms. I mean, how many times did David talk about what was going on? The enemy's messing with me. I'm in trouble again, Lord. I got problems. Hallelujah. And what what here here's the thing that David did, though. David didn't take issue with his brother. David didn't even really take issue with the devil, I don't think. I think David just went to God. And he took the arrows that were in that were that were driven in his shield of faith, so to speak. He took the arrows that were tried to be lodged in his back, and he took them to an altar of prayer. Praise God. <laughs> 
because he knew there's only one way to deal with arrows, and that's praise. You're going to please God a lot when you take your arrows to your altar. When you begin to praise when everything is going wrong, come on, turn your arrows into altars and burn them before God. That's a sweet smell in the Lord's nose right there. That's a sweet smell. Ah, praise God. I just like to sit around and brag on my pastor and his wife, but I can't take too much time for that, but I really love, we, we love these people. Praise the Lord. Wow. And something I was thinking about, chapter verse for that, Pastor Herring, would be the Syrophoenician woman, 15 and 25 of Matthew. And she, after being beat down by the apostles, go away. After being rejected by Jesus, she made this statement. And the Bible says, and she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. It is worship to say, Lord, help me. Oh, I'm admitting that I'm not all that in a bag of chips, but Lord, help me. That's worship to the Lord. That's not doubt. That's not wrong. That's not begging. That's just saying, I need you, Jesus, and I'm going to praise you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Moses, oh my. Here's a man with some darts that stuck in his back. I mean, you want to talk about Pastor Herring? I know it's kind of a, in circles. They speak a lot about spiritual authority these days. That's our spiritual authority right there. But, um, um, so, but, Moses was a man of spiritual authority. I, I think, yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly, exactly. Meek man had a lot of, now, now it, this, this is Stacy's version, but I think, Pastor Herring, that one of the greatest things that gave, and you just said it, the man Moses, that spiritual authority was that he could have the enemy, or maybe not the enemy, children of Israel, <laughs> God's people, <laughs> just tear him apart. 
And he would fall on his face before them, praying for them and interceding to the Lord for them. The arrows, yeah. Now that's a man who knew how to take arrows and burn them on his altar. And therefore, he had great spiritual authority under the ministry of Moses. Stuff broke open. <laughs> I mean, authority. Who was that, Pastor Herring, that mentioned um, in the Psalm 74 where it talked about, um, it talks about he, he breaketh the head of Leviathan and giveth them, giveth them to be meat for the children of habiting the wilderness. Was that Brother Cook or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So God broke open fish heads, whale heads, whatever they were. Sea monster, I don't know. And the Bible bears out that he turned that meat into fowl to feed the children. And the Bible says the fowl, fowl were stacked up to a certain height. I don't remember. But wow. Things were breaking open in the ministry of Moses. And waters gushed out. Because of this spiritual authority. Largely because of his meekness. The earth opened to receive the rebels. Most things came out of what was broken into. Korah fell into it. Byram. Uh, Dathan and Abiram. The atmosphere was opened for ten plagues by the authority of Moses. By the authority of Moses opened and raised hands, armies were crushed. Who would think out of somebody putting their arms up like this? At, I mean, look, look at, there's a pattern here. Things that weren't supposed to come out of, came out of. The Red Sea came open, and the people went across and came out of on dry ground. I mean, think about your troubles today. Think about your trials today. And we say, oh, nothing can come good out of this. God has a history of bringing good things out of bad situations. Oh, something you won't even expect is coming your way because uh, God's going to do it. And it's because of praise. It's because of praise. Keep praising him, brother. You heard the bishop, the pastor of this church this morning. Man, I was like, come on, go ahead and just preach. I don't want to. God is so good. In Exodus 3, God would use Moses to bring the children of Israel up out of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses to put his hand in his bosom. And he came out leprous. He put his hand in again. And it came out clean. I mean, come on. God can do some stuff through a good attitude. Through right Paul the Apostle said in the 2 Corinthians 10, I beseech you by the gentleness and meekness of Christ. And then he went on to say, For though I would boast somewhat of our authority, there's the key to his authority right there. Gentleness 
and meekness of Christ that he's living. Key to authority. Judges 5.11, they that are delivered from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water. It's a very obscure verse, but I know what I get out of it. There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts towards the inhabitants of the villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's Deborah. Where am I at? Okay, I'm getting close. Um, so here's Deborah. Um, she's just reaccounting what just happened. She's, she's giving glory and praise to God. She's pointing out a few of the failures, a few of the tribes of Israel that didn't show up for the battle. And, and she, she, she speaks this verse, and she says, The noise of the archers, they that are delivered from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water. What does this mean? We'll keep you from your water source. If you can keep you from praising... If he can keep you from praising, the water supply he knows will be cut off. And you surely won't make any decisions going down to the gates. Gates are a place of decisions. Gates are a place of change. You surely won't change if you don't have the water source available. You know, when Hell convinces us to not praise anymore. He knows what he's doing. He's cutting off the water supply and will never change without the water. Be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Ephesians. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. My goodness, rehearsing the, the result. Yeah, exactly. Yes, come on. They're all fired up because they just stopped listening to the devil. And they got fired up. And they wanted to, they wanted to, they wanted to tell it to everybody. Zechariah 13, 1 and says, In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, for sin and unclean. I tell you, there's a fountain open. Praise God. Darts are, are words that trigger emotions, impulses. I don't think the impulses are necessarily built in, but I do believe that when hell knows, or that hell knows exactly what to say. I mean, I know, like Brother Blackshear spoke back here, he said, we got a flesh problem. We got a flesh problem. We do have a flesh problem. But... Sometimes the start of that flesh problem is just a little chirp in the ear. You get it. You know, you should really do this, do that. Look at that. Go there. And good. Well, hell can't hurt a person who's Arrows are on their altars. Hallelujah. All right, one more here. Um, Acts chapter six or Acts chapter seven, excuse me, and verse fifty-four. Love this 
Love this. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw God and Jesus standing in the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, Son of Man standing in the right hand of God. Then cried they out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul, who turned into Paul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down as he was dying. He was standing until then, apparently. But because it was getting to him and he was about ready to expire, he kneeled down and cried. With his last lamentable cry, he says, Don't lay this sin to their charge, Lord. And he fell asleep. How powerful is the prayer powerful? When we repent and begin to worship and praise God the way we should, we've got power in our mouths to sling darts at the enemy. We do, we do, we do. Okay, I'm just going to read one little dealio here and I'll be done. The arrows of God. Last arrow. I'm just really just going to read maybe a couple of comments and then I'll be done. Kind of a lengthy reading, but I, I like the Bible. I don't know about you. Come to the Word of God. You come to the house of God. You want to hear the Word of God, right? I don't have very many good stories. Not a good storyteller. I wish I was a great joke teller, but I'm just not, Brother Blail. I can't do it. You've got the knack. I cannot. They fall short. I will come. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Now, this is David. This is the psalm that he, he sang or wrote, whatever, penned at the end of when the enemies were attacking him. And he even mentions Saul. He mentions Saul by name. <laughs> and he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple. And my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the earth were moved. Brother Tostin, this is the sister chapter to, um, I don't know if he's in here. Where is he at? There he is. This is the sister chapter to Psalm 18, the one you sent me the verse. When I said, Lord, help me, and about two minutes later, he sends me a verse. <laughs> the word of the Lord runneth very swiftly. Well, I'm thinking it, not even saying it yet. He's, he's, you get how God works. Praise the Lord. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the earth or heaven were moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. 
such beautiful. This is just poetically beautiful, not to mention powerful. And he made darkness, the coals of fire were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows <laughs> and scattered them, lightning and discomfited him. Then the channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were discovered. That blows my brain. Lightning, when it hits the ocean, is what? he's talking about. It literally, what is, what is that trench called? The, yeah, literally to the bottom of that puppy. The light goes all the way down. And there's a reason for this, you understand. The Bible says this three or more times, that lightning literally will show the very depths and deepest places. Oh, that's because God is able to take care of any deep, dark place in our hearts. The Word of the God is quick, and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder. Oh, hallelujah, down to the joints and marrow, thoughts and tents. Praise His name. He is great. My God. Let me finish reading this really quickly. Channels of the water appear. The foundations of the world were discovered. At the rebuking of the Lord, the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Here he goes. Here's the rescue. Praise the Lord. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also with toast and into a large place. You know what that means in my, my, my mind, at least for this message, and I'm done. I think that means that Jesus said, shut up and back up to the enemy. He gave me space. You know, the devil left Jesus, the Bible says, for a season. It's not forever, but God knows when, when we pray, when we praise to back the enemy up and create space. Get out of my ear. Get out of my head. Punk. <laughs> Jesus' name. God bless you.